everyone. Welcome back to JCM Prepare the Way. My name is Carol and I'm here with Mallory again and we have another special guest on our program today. We are so excited to introduce you to her in just a moment. But we are so looking forward to today's topic as it is a topic that is somewhat of a mystery for many people. You know, there's many mysteries in the Bible. We've got mysteries about the end times, right? We've got mysteries about the spiritual realm. People talk about that. We have mysteries about the Holy Spirit and, of course, mysteries about the gifts of the Spirit. These are all things that, of course, lie outside of the grasp of our own human logic. But one of those mysteries is something that's pretty unique that everyone experiences, that despite the efforts made by scientists to tap into its origin, and despite how many people will consider it foolishness, It's a mystery, like I said, most of us experience. It's the mystery of dreams. And dreams are part of our makeup. It's part of how God created us because they are one of the ways that God communicates with us. It says in Job, for example, for God may speak in one way or in another, yet man does not perceive it in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men while slumbering on their beds. Then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. So God uses dreams to communicate different messages to us. But it can be difficult to understand those messages. And if we don't understand, then we're not sure how to respond. Well, to help us understand this mystery a little better, we have invited a special guest onto our podcast today. So we want to welcome to the program, Stephanie Skierman out of Golden, Colorado. So welcome, Stephanie. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here with you guys. Yes, yeah, Stephanie, thank you so much for being on. I've just known you for a little bit, but for as long as I've known you, you've just been so full of the spirit and full of joy. And I think you are the perfect person to have on here. So how about you just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you really got started on this journey in hearing God through your dreams? Well, first of all, I'm a wife to Chris and have been for almost 40 years now. I have six children. I was a homeschool mom and have basically been in ministry my whole life. Um, Much of what I learned, I learned just simply by experience, but we've had some amazing teachers around us that we can have been able to glean from. And so I feel way blessed to be a part of many ministries that work with dreams. And so I'm constantly learning this. And so I want anybody out there who's looking at their dreams and thinking, oh, I'll never understand this. Well, that was exactly how I felt. And it is possible and just keep practicing and, and hearing from the Lord, reading your word. It all comes together at some point. You begin to get it. <laughs> yeah. And you also have a ministry, though, here in Colorado. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that before we get started? Sure. Um, Dwelling Place, I've been uh, a bookstore for a very long time and um, started Dwelling Place Church actually a couple of years ago. I started a ministry several years ago, an actual uh, ministry and have traveled all over the world um, with my, with, you know, going to children and going to adults in in other countries, as well as into the United States. Um, But in the, uh, about 2007, I started a bookstore, and then two years ago, I started a dwelling place ministry uh, church in Golden, Colorado. And it is wonderful, because it's a prayer center, too, right? Right. Okay. Well, I guess I'll kick this off a little bit. You know, um, 
I have been a vivid dreamer my whole entire life. Ever since I was little, I can still remember some of the dreams I had when I was little. And my dreams roll out like movies. They are highly, highly detailed. And I didn't realize how important they really were until I had a dream one night, this is decades ago, about a relative of mine, and it truly disturbed me. And when I woke up, I called one of my sisters, who I believe has a gift of interpreting dreams, and she told me it was a warning dream and to begin praying for this relative immediately. It was also at the time that she strongly encouraged me to get a journal and begin recording my dreams because she knew I was a big dreamer. So even if I didn't think they were that big of a deal, she did. And so I did all that. And here I am all these decades later still writing down my dreams. And I just had a vivid dream last night. So with all that said, I just had several questions. Um, Can you help our listeners understand the difference between the types of dreams? Some are warnings, maybe to enlighten, or maybe it's a word. And then how to tell if a dream is from God or not. And then also your thoughts on keeping a dream journal. Well, I, first of all, I completely agree. Write, write your thoughts down because if nothing else, you will actually learn from your journal as you go backwards into your dreams. You'll be surprised how many of your dreams have either come true or you are starting to see the beginning of something come true in your life. So it, it, I believe, I agree completely that a dream journal is very important because you start to also learn um, the words, the types of words, and the types of pictures, because a a dream is basically a parable. Jesus, when he walked on this earth, he just talked in parables all the time, or taught in parables. And so basically, when you get a dream, it's like a parable from heaven and we it's it's up to us to search out it's up you know on the earth we look for mysteries to be solved and it's up to us to solve the to go after Jesus to solve the mysteries of heaven that he gives us now um I I I a lot of times get different types of dreams but I would say sometimes you'll get a very disturbing dream about somebody else but because it's a you got the dream it's actually about you and the Lord is actually wanting to deal with your own heart about something. Now it can be about somebody else, but um, high percentage of the time it's really about you. It's very interesting. If the Lord is taking time to give you a dream, it's about you first. And so I'm always, if I get a dream, I'm going to check my heart first. And uh, sometimes if you dream about somebody else The Lord might be, look up their name in a name dictionary, and the Lord may show you, hey, here's an issue that I'm dealing with in your life. Maybe you're not able to walk in in truth right now, or maybe you're not able to walk in the blessings of heaven because you're stuck on something, and the Lord is like, hey, look up her name and see what it says and realize that I want you to walk in this kind of blessing. So that's uh, that's a very common theme we see is uh, people will dream about somebody, but the Lord is actually talking uh, about them in a way that's kind of like they're a character in a play. Like mm-hmm. they're, you're watching a play wa- uh, 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 go uh, on a stage 
And that person is representing something. And sometimes somebody will show up in your, like your favorite teacher from school will show up in your dream that you haven't seen in decades, you know. And all of a sudden, there's that favorite teacher. And you think, well, what am I doing? But that God is saying, hey, I'm trying, I'm standing here trying to teach you something. I'm, I'm bringing education into this situation. So it's not always cut and dried. It's about that person, especially if you get something like a death dream. Don't go to that person and say, I saw you die last night in my dream. Oh my goodness, that can be horrible because then you're all of a sudden participating with the, you know, fear and everything else and bringing up real, real problems. So we want to not do those things, but pray. (laughs) (laughs) Now, if it's from God or not, well, God is the author and the finisher of our faith. He's also the only one who can create. The enemy can't create. I'm not, I am creative a little bit, but I don't feel like I'm creative like God is. (laughs) That's for sure. Um, But God is the great creator. And so if I'm going to look at my dream, I'm going to assume it is from God. And what we have learned in, in, in uh, looking at hundreds, if not thousands of dreams, is that when a dream is scary or fearful or something like that, the Lord is actually t- trying to expose the plans of the enemy against us. So he might allow us to experience an emotion like f- fear or uh, offense or uh, anger or something like that. But that emotion tied to your dream actually makes you remember the dream because if you wake up and you're really ticked off that that just happened you'll go oh I need to write this down and a lot of times I my life is crazy and you know how it is sometimes (laughs) you want to you won't write it down you'll think oh I'll remember this later but I tell you it will go away like um in an instant it'll be gone so write down your dream but don't interpret your dream in a spirit of, you know, after, like if you're still experiencing anger or fear, don't interpret the dream right then and there. Wait for that emotion to subside because your emotion will lead you the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's so good. I can definitely remember sometimes where I had dreams with emotions or even I was writing down a dream. This was just a couple weeks ago and I just started crying. It was like so emotional. I didn't even realize. So that's really interesting about the emotions. Um, but why would you say, Stephanie, that God speaks to us through dreams? And, you know, I'm sure there's some people out there that might even be skeptical about this and about God speaking through dreams. And what would you say to those people? Well, God himself said he did talk about dreams or talk through us through dreams. I love the scripture that you read, Carol, right from the very beginning in Job, um, because, um, it's one of the tools that he uses. I want you to think about uh, Abraham with Abimelech, which was actually the first recorded dream that we have in the scripture in, in Genesis. And Abimelech wasn't even a believer, but Abimelech dreamed, King Abimelech dreamed about the situation that they were in, and he knew immediately what the dream meant. Um, and that is true. You look at Joseph, his family knew immediately what those dreams meant. And I think that uh, we have disregarded uh, God's word on dreams many times to the place where we don't even know what our dreams are. We haven't practiced this, and I think it's very uh, important that we as believers get back to 
practicing understanding and hearing from God and understanding our dream. Fully one-third of Scripture, one-third of Scripture is written because of dreams, dreams being um, uh, happening, coming to pass. That's a lot of Scripture happening because of dreams. Mm -hmm. Very important. Mm -hmm. No, I'm so glad you said that too. And actually, you brought up what I'm about to bring up, which was so great because I love how um, Numbers 12, 6 says, Then he said, Hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak to him in a dream. And I love that verse because um, we recently did a podcast on the ways that God speaks to us. And I think it was the podcast on the prophet. And there are some people who get visions. I have some of my sisters that get visions. I don't really get that, but I get the dreams. I get a lot of dreams and um, we're going to go into that more in a little bit, but there's so many great examples of God visiting people in dreams throughout scripture. And you just brought the one up all the way back from Abraham to Genesis um, in Genesis 20, when he lied to Sarah um, that she was his sister to King Abimelech. <laughs> and when God visited the king in the dream and they had this long conversation in the, in the scriptures, you can read about it where God revealed the truth to him and Abimelech was like, what? And so it's quite an extraordinary passage of scripture. But then also you just brought this up too. Joseph's dreams in Genesis 37, the prisoner's dreams in the story of Joseph in Genesis 40, or what about the angel that warned Joseph in a dream to flee with Mary and Jesus to Egypt because Herod was after them. So there's so many wonderful communications God has made, but yet here am I, miss, let me poke a hole in something. Uh, Jeremiah 23, 32 has, this is a powerful passage that warns of those who prophesy false dreams, where it says, behold, I am against those who prophesy false dreams, says the Lord, and tell them and calls my people to err by their lies and by their recklessness. Yet I did not send them or command them. Therefore, they shall not profit this people at all, says the Lord. So to piggyback a little on Mallory's question, you know, can you tell there might be a listener out there that is listening to all this and they want to believe, but they're skeptical because so many people out there, so many false prophets and false um, spirits that have worked through people have really tainted, I think, the beautiful gift of prophecy and especially how it can be um, done through dreams. And so what would you say to those people if they think people out there are just prophesying false dreams all the time? Most of the dreams that you have are so far out. Most people say, my dream is so crazy. This can't be from God. And even if you have a dream that's kind of a typical dream, and even the, the elements of the dream will be almost just not, re, not in reality. You're almost like, oh, my goodness, why would I do that in that dream? Why would I not... Uh, pay for a meal or why would I not do that in a, you know in real life I wouldn't do that and so in that scripture it's talking about the prophecy the 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 um the men who were coming in and they were saying well I dreamed this last night and so they were trying to take credit and say my dream is true and and God said hey I didn't send them I didn't give them those dreams. And so we want to be really careful. It's true. We have to be careful who we're paying attention to. And that goes across the board, whether it's our, um, some, a leader or 
whether it's a, a, pro, a prophetic person or whatever, we want to be very careful that we listen to voices who uh, uphold the word of God and live a righteous life. Um, but it is it is it is uh, dangerous. We want to be very careful, and we want to watch people who are uh, and listen to people who have been tried and true over time, and we will pay attention to them and learn from them. And, and we want to we want to learn and catch what God is sending them. Um, if we are, here's the, here is one other part of that. If God gives us the dream, there is nowhere else we can go for the answer. Let's say God gave me an invention. I have this invention and I write a book to give you all the instructions. Well, if I, um, if you're trying to use my invention and you're not using my instructions and I'm the inventor, then you can really mess this up. So we want to be very careful that we go to the author and the finisher of our faith. We want to go to the one who actually gave us the dream for, for, so we can get an, a good interpretation. Now, you, I have had several instances where people will say, oh, well, I go to a psychic to get my dreams interpreted. Well, you can go to a psychic if you like. However, let me warn you, that in the scripture, it says that if you go to a soothsayer, a fortune teller, or a psychic, that, that type of person, you are going to get part truth and part lie. And I will tell you, you will get trapped in there, that lie. That lie will not be for your good. Mm-hmm. So I would warn you against that. And the, and the scripture, especially in the book of Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, there is very clear guidelines that you are to run away from any kind of a psychic or, and I, I would say even horoscopes, anything that wants to tell you what your future is, um, I would be, I would warn you against going the, that direction. So if you're going to get a dream, you can't go to the enemy to get a, an interpretation for a dream he, because he didn't give you it. You can go to God because God gave you that dream, and God will always give you the good answer. Now, can I say that the answer may not come immediately? The answer may not come tomorrow or even two weeks. I've had dreams not. I've had dreams where I didn't understand until five years later, and then I just hit my head and said, "Oh my goodness, I can't believe I missed it." But um, it, it's always good how the Lord interprets our dreams. And I would say, if you don't have it, that's why the journal is so good. Don't get discouraged. Keep going back, asking the Lord, what is the interpretation of this dream? And he will help you. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, that's so good. And I'm glad you said that. I am starting my dream journey. <laughs> say. So I, like Carol, I dream all the time. I don't know if ever since I was little like you, but I do. I get so many dreams. And honestly, for me, I was kind of overwhelmed. And I kind of was thinking, I don't have enough time to <laughs> interpret all these dreams or write them all down but or have enough time to interpret them. But I, I right. think I've just been learning, yeah, just write it down. Yes. Just write down what I can remember. And then it will. I, you have these aha moments where where even a couple weeks later, it really hits me. So I think that's so encouraging. Um, so I am a dreamer, but what would you say to the person who would say that they aren't dreamers or even if they do, they say, you know, I don't really remember them. That's my husband. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> yeah. Met mine too. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's an excellent, um, excellent question. Let me say real quickly, we have excellent tools for writing our dreams down right now. Um, use your computer, use your digital, use your phone and record it. You can wake up and even just say it in your phone, in your voice thing. Um, 
uh, records your dream um, digitally, in other words. Um, and so there's a lot of tools that we have uh, today, which are excellent. And then later, you can write them down if you have time. Um, so that's, I want to take some of the pressure off of that. Um, now, if I'm not remembering my dreams, um, something that I believe we've, many of us have done at some point in our time, in our life, we've said, I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear any more dreams. I'm done. That's good. I don't understand them anyway. I don't want to talk about it. And so we, you know what? God is a gentleman and he's not going to force a dream on us. Let me say, if he really needs to warn us, he will get a dream through to us. <laughs> but uh, typically, if we don't want to hear from God, God's like, well, I'm, you know what? I'm not going to push it. And um, so sometimes we have to say, Jesus, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it that way. I, I, I needed a break, but forgive me. I do want to hear how you're speaking to me. Would you speak to me again? And I'll listen however you talk to me because he dream, he, he speaks to us all in a million ways. Dreams, exactly. visions, understanding in the night, revelation from heaven. The word of God is excellent re revelation. So we want to always be available. Um, we teach how to hear the voice of God from pictures, just shutting our eyes and getting a picture of heaven or uh, what the heaven is doing. And so it's very easy to hear from God. We want to just turn our antenna toward the he toward heaven and listen to what the Lord is doing. Um, but we sometimes we have to just say, hey, I'm sorry, Lord. I, I didn't know what I was saying when I said that. I repent. Please speak to me again through a dream. Mm -hmm. And then also pray for yourself that you'll remember the dream you will have and then that you will have an understanding of the dream yeah I actually have a really cool story with that so like I said to my husband is not a dreamer but about a month ago he was on his way home um, from an event and he really felt like he was supposed to go to a dwelling place and it was like at nine o'clock at night maybe and he felt like he was supposed to go there hoping to get prayer from Stephanie and he goes there and apparently you walk over to his car and say, hi, did you need something? Or I, do you remember what you said yeah, to him? I was just like, can I help you? Can I help you find something? You know, are you, I did had no clue why he was there. Yeah. So I think you were, he said that you were locking up from an event and he is not a dreamer, but he went and asked for a prayer from you. He just yeah. got really powerful prayer from you. It was so helpful. And then you said to him that night, you said, you're going to have a dream tonight, God is going to speak to you through a dream. And sure enough, he had a dream that night. And I had a dream that night that was kind of in tandem with each other and just where we were at. So it was so powerful. And I think it's even cool that you just spoke that over him. Like you're going to have a dream and start declaring that over yourself. Like yes. God is going to speak to me through dreams. So I just thought that was <laughs> so cool. The fact that you were even there and then he had a dream. <laughs> he angry. never dreams or if he does, he doesn't remember them. Yeah. So yeah. Very cool. That is so cool. I enjoy dreaming so much. Um, but Stephanie, I have had dreams and these happen. Um, yeah, they, they, they just happen often where I am literally battling an evil force. It can look like a person. It can look like a relative and then they manifest into something else. I have, I have been in physical, intense battles in my dream. Anybody else out there? 
And they, it, it's, it's uh, pretty intense. And I've been experiencing this for years and it is totally spiritual. And in it, I am calling in on the name of Jesus in it. I am saying prayers in all kinds of different ways. And, uh, and then when I wake up, I am exhausted mentally, physically sometimes, because again, it's so vivid and I don't forget them. And so I do believe that when I dream like that, I'm experiencing real battles. Something was going on. And so can you explain a little bit about those types of dreams for people in case someone out there listening experiences that? So we live in the physical world. Our bodies operate in the physical world. But when we go to sleep, your body is actually um, as close to death as it will be while you're alive because your heart rate your um, your blood flow, all of that slows down and your mind, your brain goes to sleep, but your spirit is alive and well and connected to the spirit realm. Now, as we as believers, God will speak to us through a dream when we are in that sleepy stage and and he'll he'll talk he does it's not just difficult things. He'll say, He'll give you an answer to something. He'll solve a problem, just like Daniel 5.12. He'll solve a problem. He will help you with an understanding. If you read the list of people that got inventions, the MRI machine was, was because of a dream. The table of uh, periodic table of elements was, came because of a dream. Um, there's many things that will come down from the spirit realm because God knows everything, and he already created everything. He's, he's got it. So he can give you wisdom, wisdom revelation from heaven that you can't get from earth or from just thinking things up. It comes out of the spirit realm. It's the same thing when there is a spiritual war over something that's going on. Now, God is not creating the war, but the enemy is at war against you. Who do you think it will expose the enemy's plan? Will the enemy expose his plans? Nope. No. He wants to keep his plans hidden. So God himself is the one that says, okay, here's what's going on. And Carol, I'm, I'm just thinking of another. I heard a lady's dream um, not too terribly long ago where she was said, I was battling. I was up against something very strong, and it can be a stronghold. If you see it as a man, it can be a stronghold that's going on over your family or over your life or over your job. And that stronghold, God wants that stronghold to come down. But you are like, how do I get this down? And this woman, she said, I was battling and she said this thing was chasing me so I was running as hard as I could and and she said she had several dreams nights in a row over this same issue well she looked down in her hand and she realized she had like a nail in her hand and she thought well crumb I can't hardly win with this but I'm gonna turn around and I'm gonna fight this thing with a nail well obviously it was it, it wasn't very good so she said I dreamed the next night of the same battle going on, but this time I looked down in my hands and there was an axe. And she said, well, I can do more with that axe. Then she looked down in her hand the next night and it was a gun. So you can ask the Lord, Lord, I need new tools to defend myself from this enemy, but also to, to expose him and to defeat him. And I believe that's probably what's going on in your life. And so when you ask, when you wake up from a dream like that, 
where you are war at war against something, begin to ask the Lord, Lord, what are you showing me? What is the strategy of the enemy against me? Give me the correct tools from heaven so that I can, and the, and the greatest tool we have is the word of God. So he can give you a scripture to declare because I know that in that dream, she also declared a scripture and the enemy was eventually defeated. It just took several nights of her in that dream state to catch all that the Lord wanted to tell her. So it's very fascinating about those tools that God gives us to defeat the plans of the enemy. But don't forget that he, there is a high purpose for you getting that dream. It's not just a happenstance or circumstance. It's something that the Lord is doing and he's doing it for your benefit, for your victory. Yeah, that's so powerful. I think that's, yeah, just really powerful and cool. Um, Stephanie, I'm curious. I'm sure that there are some symbols that come up commonly in dreams. Maybe would you want to share some symbols, maybe like a car or we were talking earlier, like your husband, just certain things in your dreams can mean specific things a lot of times. Maybe would you want to go over those for our listeners? Sure. Um, so whenever we're doing dream interpretation, we are always looking to the word of God and understanding that Jesus talk to us in parables that everybody could understand so the same way that he talked about agriculture and things like that with the farmers and uh, the people in the new testament he will do that with you too so he might talk to you using a video game language if you love video games or let's say you are a car buff and you love old cars or you love all kinds of cars god will speak to you using a vehicle um but he might he might give you the a vehicle. He might show you the paint color, the year, the model, the make, all of these things that I'm not quite so interested or good at. But because you understand that, he's going to talk to you and your culture and your vernacular and the things that you understand. Um, I have a friend who uh, loves airplanes, and he gets the most uh, specific dreams about a specific airplane that's made a certain way and an airplane can be going into the heavenlies looking for an answer from a high place so it can also it but and it can also mean a high level prayer or a high level intercessor um and so we always look at the but then we'll you know we'll turn around and we'll say hey tell me what the make and model and all of that was of that airplane and so you can actually go do a whole history study around that plane and find out what was going on in history that they were at war against and then he can he says you know then I'll know what to pray that that it, that issue that they were at war against will be defeated it's like like it's a world war ii bomber or something like that and that issue may actually be replaying in his own life and so he wants to pray like the lord would have him to pray about that specific issue just goes on and on there's many you know all dreams are just full of metaphors and so we want to we want to use all of those metaphors do you have any metaphors that you're thinking of Mm. who me or anybody (laughs) um you mean like pictures in my dreams pictures in your dreams I, i i was just telling stephanie before we started i always get i always dream about my old house in atlanta that's mm-hmm. one i do i dream a lot with water and pools so think about yeah. water uh, it, water is a great picture of the holy spirit um and think about um th- how many different kinds of water okay you've got you've got 
streams, you've got ponds. A pond is a, a small uh, uh, body of water. It's, it's um, what do I want to say? It's contained. And then, but then you've got the ocean that there's like, and that's more like speaking about infinity, you know, it, it's crazy. And then you've got a meandering stream. We just had a dream yesterday about a meandering stream. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that sounds like the good shepherd. And actually one of the men there, his name, uh, which was Kevin. No, no, no. Which he, she was in Tennessee, which represents the word actually means meandering stream. And one of the men, his name actually meant Kevin, which I think it was Kevin meant. Oh, no, no. In real life, he was a shepherd. He was a shepherder. And I thought, well, you were beside the streams of living water with Jesus. You know, you were by the meandering stream. So, I mean, it was such a, a cool picture right off. But we had to look up the names. We had to look up Tennessee. We had to look up all of these mm-hmm. things. And we, mm-hmm. and we did the research, and we caught the meaning of the dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um... So I'm curious too, what would be some resources you say you look up online? Like, do you have a book that could give interpretations to for certain symbols? So there are a lot of um, great resources. Um, There is one that I highly recommend that has an excellent dream resource because it always leads you to the Word of God, Mm -hmm. which I think is extremely important because you can go online and you can Google just about any dream, but I would not trust that. You're going to get any kind of interpretation, and it can lead you down. Same thing as a psychic. It can lead you down a very steep and strange path, Mm -hmm. and it, it can be a trap. So um, uh, The Divinity Code by Adrian Beale and Adam Thompson, who happen to be my very good friends, um, is an excellent resource. You can find that pretty much anywhere. And they're out of Australia. They're out of Australia. Adam was just here in town. We just had an amazing time with him. And then um, I have, I actually have a you book. You have a book. <laughs> Stephanie has yes. a book. Don't be shy. Yeah. I actually have, it's a very, it's a very beginner's dream book. And I called it the dream book because I just want you to be able to look up the dream so book. So that's the title? <laughs> yes, that's the title. But it's about, it's the beginning, a beginner's guide to understanding your dreams and how God speaks. Because when I started doing dreams, I thought, I will never get this. This is so hard. And I would watch these guys just do it. And I <laughs> I thought, no, this is impossible. But you can do it. And if you're persistent and if you continue to ask the Lord, you know, if you ask, Jesus said, you know, hey, your father who knows how to give goods, think about your heavenly father. If you ask your heavenly father, he's not going to give you a stone. He's going to give you a fresh word from heaven. And so ask the Lord and he will give, he will help you. So it's the dream book. And how do they spell your last name? So it's Stephanie (laughs) Skewerman, S-C-H. U-R-E-M-A-N. And where can they find the book at? You can find that on Amazon as well or uh, Barnes & Noble, um, several, you know, several books. Can they order stuff. direct from you? You can order direct from me. Do you have a website? Dwellingplacepress.com. Perfect. So, Stephanie, I have a dream, and I'm wondering if you can, if I can share it with Let's you. try it. All right, so... Uh, when Stephanie came, we were talking about whether or not we wanted to share some dreams with her. I was going to share one. I had four dreams in a row last summer that I believe were about the church. They were warnings, I felt like, for the church. But 
Uh, I'll get to that in a second. But there was one I just had on May 10th, and I wrote it down. Can I read it yes. to you? Okay. Okay, so I had as two. Is it short? It is. It is. I had two back-to-back okay. ones about Hawaii, and when I looked up Hawaii, Hawaii actually means homeland. So I thought that was interesting. All right, so I was on. I was in what I thought. Sorry, I have to read my own terrible handwriting. I was what I thought was in Hawaii with my husband, and there were others there too. And everyone was out on the docks because it was a beautiful night. And so you could look up at the night sky, which is what we were doing. And you could see the mountains kind of shadowed against the sky. And so you could see the vivid stars, the beautiful water, and all the reflections on the water. But then I looked up and I saw shadows. Shadows of men. They were soldiers actually repelling down from secret aircrafts. Nobody else was paying attention, but I noticed it. There were thousands of them across the sky. I saw them, and I heard in my heart, it's an invasion. And I stood up and pointed them out to my husband, and I said, we got to get out of here. And I ran to the edge of the dock, and there were two bars blocking the end of the dock so we couldn't get off. So we went in between them, and I dove in the water. Again, water. I always get water. Mm -hmm. So that was my dream. And it was the second of a two from about Hawaii, which was interesting, which means homeland. And the other one was about a huge wave. So that was very good dream. Very good dream. So you were in Hawaii, which meant homeland, which is very interesting. So that can actually homeland we call the whole United States. This is our home. Mm -hmm. God bless our God bless America. We love America. And so you looked, so you're out on the dock. Okay, here's one of the keys. We want to repeat the dream. And then we want to, we want to, of course, I've just already been asking the Holy Spirit for the interpretation. So, because only God can give interpretation, like Daniel said. So um, you were on the dock, which means you were not in the water, but you were on, you were walking out into the water. And that can be like walking out into the things of the Spirit. Um, although you're not in the water itself, still re- represents walking it out into the things of the spirit. So you can kind of see what's going on in the spirit realm, similar to a boat, but different. Okay. So then you look up mm-hmm. and you realize all of these, um, men are, are dropping down out of airplanes. They're repelling their shadows. I see the shadow shape of men repelling out of secret aircrafts. It is thousands of them. Like you can't see the aircrafts. Mm -hmm. I only see thousands upon thousands of men secretly invading. So if you were to think about that, um, when you woke up from this dream, were you afraid of these shadowy men coming down or what, what did you think? Well, I woke up in the middle of the night after I had it and I just thought to myself, our country's in trouble. That's the first thought that came to my mind we are going to get invaded. Well, now that's just me speaking from, you know, a human level without praying into it. I didn't ask the Lord for any guidance at that point, but I had this ominous feeling when I woke up that I needed to really pray for our country. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So, um, and obviously I think we can all say that we are being invaded, not only by what seems like secret things coming down, but mm-hmm. there seems to be a plan mm-hmm. 
um, to invade our education system, our media, our, our um, churches. There's this concerted effort to derail every good thing about America, our financial institutions. It's, it seems like there's this uh, infiltration um, coming out of this, and, and I believe much of it is out of the spirit realm, the second, what we would consider the second heaven, and um, because we know that's not God's. It says, God, we are in the first heaven. We yeah. are on earth. We are in the first atmosphere. We are in the first heaven. God loves earth. He says, this is the land of the living. He loves earth. Right. He created it. And then the second heaven is where the principalities and the powers of the air dwell and are... Um, are operating they're making plans they are they're not sitting up there not doing anything they actually have evil plans and and many times we're caught unaware because we don't even, we don't think in evil plans we we as believers don't think that way but the enemy does and he's constantly ready to um, seek and kill and destroy who he can and it, and if that's just with a mindset or with an attitude or with a plan he will do it any way he can. And so we know that many lies have come out of the second heaven. And it says God dwells in the third heaven all the way to the seventh heaven. And so we want to participate with that heaven, the third to the seventh heaven. So um, you you were watching these things coming out of a high place and these uh, things being uh, infiltrating our country, and we, yes, it's happening. We can't, we really can't deny it. There was a time when I think we could deny it, but now we cannot die and deny it anymore, and once we know, we don't, none of us want to turn around and be be naive again to the things, the schemes of the enemy against us here in America. Did you have something? Yeah, I just wanted to add one more thing. So I tend to get a lot of warning dreams, Mm -hmm. especially for the church, but I tend to get a lot of warning dreams. What do you say to somebody out there if they too get warning dreams? Who do you tell? I mean, I I know I I have to test it. Mm -hmm. I want to sit with the Lord on it. But when I had those four back-to-back dreams, which I believe were about the church, one, somebody I know really close to me said, you need to sound the alarm for the church. Well, you know how crazy you look if you do that (laughs) and and I prayed and prayed and prayed like show me what to do and I think in my own hesitation I did not sound any alarm I still am kind of waiting on what he wants me to do with it and so what is your um what is your response when people ask you that okay well what was the last part of your dream which one that one I dove in the water Okay, what's diving in the water? Well, for me, it means I go right into the spirit. There you go. So God is not necessarily telling us to go out and get a megaphone and yell, hey, we're in trouble. God is saying, get into the spirit. Begin to pray in the spirit. Call down the things of heaven. God will give you the strategy all by yourself. All you need is a, a, a majority, which is you and Jesus. When we agree, the reason we are here on this earth is because we are the ones that agree with what God is doing. Our, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I want to be in a full agreement and I have to have the Holy Spirit to know how to pray. If I do it in my own flesh, mm-hmm. it's going to be a disaster and it's going to be powerless. But when I dive into the things of the Spirit, 
Then Amen. I can pray with effectiveness. The prayer of an effective, or the, the prayer of a righteous man is effective. And so we want to listen to that dream, which was powerful. And she, now you, um, um, Carol, you can take that concern, that thing that you know, we're being infiltrated. Now, Lord, show me how to pray. I agree with the Father, with the Son, and with the Holy Spirit. And I say, Lord, whatever the enemy is sending our way, would you expose every wicked plan that is infiltrating America right now in Jesus' name? And that it's that simple. We okay. have taken care of it. We just now entered the war, and we're going to take care of what the enemy wants to just how, how the enemy wants to destroy us. That's so good. Thank you. That's helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Very helpful, as a matter of fact. I, let me say, it's way easier than we think. God not only gives you the dream, he tells you the problem, and then he gives you the strategy. Many, many Amen. times. Amen. Well, Mallory has one more question because we've got to wrap up. And um, so just, we have about five minutes left, Steph. So Mallory, what would you like to, you want me to ask? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. What would you say, Stephanie, to people who experience nightmares and night terrors? I know night terrors are different than nightmares because my son went through that. And, and that's a whole different podcast you weren't part of. But <laughs> we, I, that, that was a spiritual battle that I, that my sisters and I got involved in and, and it was pretty powerful. So I know night terrors are real and once they're gone, they're gone, but, praise um, God. praise God for mm -hmm. sure. So, cause there's a lot of kids out there experiencing this in just yeah. like two minutes. What would you say to a parent out there whose yeah. child or themselves might be experiencing a nightmare or night terror? Okay. Well, again, um, if the Lord is showing you something that the, a plan that the enemy has against you, it's going to be terrifying. The enemy's plans are terrifying. However, we have God who is way bigger than any plan that the enemy has. So a nightmare, um, for the most part, almost every nightmare that we've really gone through, and, and even night terrors, it can be the same, similar situation. First of all, and I'll just deal with the nightmares, because first of all, uh, write down that nightmare and I figure, I feel this is the most important strategy on nightmares. Write it down. And then when the emotion of fear is gone, then go back to that dream and, tr and, and ask the Lord for the interpretation. Fear is such a, a problem torment. and a torment, and it can mm -hmm. take you the wrong direction on a dream so fast and have you, I mean, have you down in a tunnel. And there's, and it's really good to have somebody that you can practice with. But um, uh, God, it, God is the only one that will expose the enemy's plans, and the enemy's plans against you are terrifying. But God is showing you not so you can be afraid. He's showing you so you can say, okay, Jesus, how do we defeat Amen. the enemy? Because you and Jesus are going to defeat him. And Jesus just needs our permission. Amen. He wants us to work into him. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I want to defeat the enemy as much as Jesus was does. In fact, he wants to do it more. And so we want to, um, we want to ask him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so good. Were you going to say something else about night terrors? What would you say is the difference? Just well, real quick. Well, I would say many times night terrors are a, a more vivid experience where it might be a night uh, experience yes, exactly. where things yeah. are coming in that are you're experiencing mm -hmm. and it is real as the day is long. That's right. So um, they can, uh, 
children especially can pick up if there's witchcraft going on in the neighborhood they can pick that up or pornography or anything like that it can literally come through their their door and because they haven't been shut off their spirits haven't been shut down uh, many times they will pick it up and it is very I think it's a very serious thing Mm -hmm. to go around your house and take that child's um issue very seriously it's a very important thing don't poo poo it or pretend it's not happening it's happening it's real get somebody there to pray with you if you don't feel like you can pray yourself anoint your home with oil and pray down the presence of the lord into your homes so yeah and mallory and i did a podcast on praying over your home so pull that up if someone out there is experiencing that we also touched upon this in um the armor of god and so you can pull that podcast up as well amen So Mallory, you want to close this out? Yeah. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for being with us. I think there were just so many good tidbits for, I mean, even for me, I've been kind of starting my journey, like I said, (laughs) but just learned so much from this episode as well. So I'm so grateful and just learned that dreaming, it really activates you as well, like Carol's dream. Um, But is there anything else that you would like to leave with our listeners? If you had any last things to say. Well, also, I, I, I highly encourage you to write down your dreams. Even if you feel like you can't understand them, just write them down. And, and then begin to ask the Lord for the tools to understand your dreams. And, um, and I w- it will begin to happen. It's, it just start with baby steps. Start with a little bit here and a little bit there, and then it will, it will begin to come. So don't give up. Keep going. <laughs> Thank you so much for, for joining us today. It was such a joy to have you. And I just want to remind y'all, Mallory and I just want to remind y'all that you can find Stephanie's book, The Dream Book by Stephanie Skurman. Is that how you say it? <laughs> um, at, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and you can even reach out to her directly at dwellingplacepress.com. And, um, and if you're in Colorado, she is located in Golden, Colorado, and you need to go check out Dwelling Place Ministries and Dwelling Place Books, my friends. There's not many Christian bookstores around anymore, but if you're in Colorado, we might have, there's a big box store, but we, it is such a blessing to have Stephanie just down the street from us. So go check her out. She's got gifts, books, all kinds of wonderful things. So thank you so much. If y'all also just want to reach out to us in a different way to get a hold of Stephanie, you can reach out to us at preparetheway at jcmcolorado.com. Have a blessed day, everybody. Take care. (music) 